It's story time! Hello and welcome back to the Storytime Podcast. And this week I have with me Neil Houlihan. How are you? Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, I'm a little bit hanging this morning, but I'll be okay. <laughs> um, Neil is a friend of mine, and do you want to tell everyone where to find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find if me. If you want them to follow you on the internet, that is. You can find me at Your Hooliness on Twitter and on Instagram. Your Hooliness. Yeah, as in Your Holiness. Very clever. Um, I'll put all the links down in the description in YouTube and on SoundCloud they'll be in the show notes um, but you're going to tell us some of your travel stories yeah I have the uh, I suppose the honour of working for a, a large multinational company I get to travel around and uh, the world and I have come across some shit in my in my time <laughs> <laughs> I got myself into some scrapes and uh, yeah so maybe I'll knock out some of those stories see what you think of them yeah go on Hit me with uh, the first one. Okay, so the first one, uh, I was actually, I was actually kind of, I wrote a list the other day, so I was talking to Ronan, like I'm Ronan, and uh, so I was coming for these list, and he came across this one. He goes, "Yeah, just, just kick off with this one." So it was like maybe five years ago, I was in San Francisco. Okay. So uh, it was like um, it was around September because I remember the. Uh, the NFL had just kicked off the season the college football was on uh, and the America's Cup was on and did the sailing I don't know about so, it but okay it's, it's, I it's, believe it's it. a big sailing competition in, in, in San Francisco so um, you know all these um, kind of it's big in New Zealand so you got a lot of people in from New Zealand a lot of kind of British people and stuff like that and I had got a hotel which was on the back whatever it's called main road in, around San Francisco so uh one Saturday, I'm watching kind of some college football or whatever, and just kind of just having a beer or whatever. It was a down day, and I got talking to this guy from Singapore. Yeah, nice guy, about my age. He was. Uh, he told me he was just in for the uh, Forty Marcus Cup. It was like the final week or something like that. So um, we got we got the chat anyway. Kind of watched a bit of the uh, the football was on, and um, next thing this really big burly guy kind of came over and he was knocking into us and you know kind of pushing down he was pretty, pretty pissed and he was a French guy and he's like getting real handsy and kind of just I was like oh man just, just leave us alone so he's out for about an hour he just wanted to talk and he was just real kind of in our face so I was like look I, I have to leave but I was getting on with this guy this, this, this dude from this he's a New Zealand guy but he was all from Singapore so he goes I'll tell you what go to a party later gives me the address and written on the thing was like Pier 39 and he goes meet me down to Pier 39 at like 9 o'clock so I was like okay I'll do that so um, I head off have some dinner whatever head down to Pier 39 that, that night and the guy is there and he kind of goes oh we go in so it was like this huge warehouse and in it they built this like pop up bar and uh, it was uh, it was called the Wahiki Island Yacht Club wow and uh, like the bar had like no it like had like maybe two walls on it and there was like a kitchen and a bar area but it was inside this huge fucking um uh, I suppose warehouse so I kind of walk in oh and we're having a few beers and everyone there like there's people there that are kind of uh, like it was like an, it was kind of an exclusive pop-up restaurant it probably was the kind of place that I shouldn't have been <laughs> I was thinking it sounds real invite only. Yeah, it was real. I, I, like I ended up talking to like at the time it was like maybe the minister for foreign affairs from New Zealand was standing there and all this kind of shit was going on. So we're having these beers, it's like champagne. There's like beers, it's like all these kind of odors. We're kind of chopping away, and I'm just kind of I've decided. I'm just going to act rich and important here because I'm going to fit in, right? I'm not going to tell anyone that I'm just overworking for my company. So we're chatting away. So I guess towards the end of the night, and everyone's kind of peeling away. 
and this small dude comes up to me and he just stands in front of me and he just doesn't talk and I was like are you alright and he just goes say it again and I was like are you alright and he just really started getting really aggressive really aggressive so the guy who invited me comes over and he goes what's going on I was like I don't know this little New Zealand guy and he was getting up my face getting on my face and going come on come on come on he started like I don't know what he was on like he was definitely paced I don't know what else he was on and he was building himself building himself building himself up and next thing out of nowhere over my left shoulder comes this fist and punches the guy and just knocks him out on the ground I'm like oh shit it's going to kick off and I turn around and there's this big French guy <laughs> from the fucking hotel no that way. really tried to fucking shake off and he just kind of goes no one touches my friends and then just walked <laughs> off into the darkness into the fucking uh, this bar and I was just I looked at the guy who was I think his name was Steve and I was like I think I'm off <laughs> I think that's me really over the night. So yeah, this guy, I, I don't know how, he'd obviously follow us or whatever else, and he was hiding somewhere. I, like, I hadn't seen him the whole night. And he just punched <laughs> this guy out just because he was annoying. So I, I had become his, his friend. friend. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so that's like my, my, uh, my, my trip to, to San Francisco. But it, it's, um, you kind of, when you travel work, I, I like to put like a fair bit of um, kind of research into when I get to work because I got to travel a lot on my own as well, right? So you yeah. kind of, there's so much work you can do and I kind of get down days, I try to kind of spend the best I can. Um, and I try to get in with kind of local people like that or just someone, just meet someone at a bar or a restaurant and I'll just talk to anybody yeah. and try and get me into stuff. Um, I think about three years ago, I was down in Brazil. I got to travel to Brazil work as well. And um, we had a team I was working with down there and maybe it was my first visit and the guys had said to me you know they're all big into their soccer right? it's just a city called Portugal I'd never heard of it before four million people it's ridiculous got more people in this this, wow. this, this country I've also never heard of it before <laughs> I never heard of it before I went there um, so all the guys were there they, they supported the, the local football team which is called Grêmio and they were saying uh, Austin Grêmio are playing in the um, in the Copa Libertadores so their their version of the Champions League they're like do you want to come to the game so this is in the office like a, a Wednesday so I was like oh Champions League game and I just had in my head like you know what that would entail here in, in Europe so I was like no I won't and later on the day I said to one of the guys how much is the, how much is the ticket and I had the ticket was like something like 16 euros I was like oh fuck yeah come on I'll do that right so yeah, I had to leave the office go back to my hotel which is like downtown there's one street in this in, in this city because the city is a kind of a, it was a dangerous enough city right so whenever I had to travel anywhere I had to there was like a security company that kind of picked us up and dropped us off to the office and Jesus, back to the hotel okay, yeah. and there's one street you were allowed to walk down which is right in front of the hotel that's where all the restaurants were that's where all the rich people hung out and everything after that was like you know pretty it's a pretty pretty rough place so um I go back to the hotel and it starts to like it really starts to rain it's like one of those real tropical uh, kind of it's coming down like I've never seen it rain before but it was still like 23, 24 degrees or whatever so I ran a security company I said look I'm going out tonight come down and pick me up so uh, the guy arrives um, so I said look I'm going to study a Grêmio pour voir whatever and your man's like no and I was like yeah come on I'm going to go to the football game and he's a bit like and he's looking at the concierge at the hotel and I was like no I'm, I'm, I'm meeting people there and he's like oh you sure and I was like yeah yeah I'm like of the people I work with I'm already kind of this is already probably should have been a red flag <laughs> and I was like yeah. okay let's go when you had to like lie to the security <laughs> man no it's fine I can go <laughs> so I get, I get to the car with the guy and he doesn't speak any English I don't speak any Portuguese so we just start driving so we drive out of the city and it's, it's, it's just raining so heavy and as we go further and further away from the hotel it gets 
shittier and shittier and shittier and you're going out like this highway and at one stage I passed this what was like a factory like completely on fire like it was just the flames were just like Grenfell Tower outside so the flames were flying up but didn't seem to be any like fire brigades out of that or anything. it was just burning away and you met with the the dr- I was like looking at this going past the driver and everyone turned his fucking head I was like oh, okay maybe this is not so not so unusual so we continue driving and then we kind of come off the highway and next thing it just starts getting almost like a little bit more industrial a little bit more run down then there's like people living in like under pieces of timber then we're in like the favelas so just kids wandering around looking as we we're kind of have to kind of creep down through these little streets and I'm like, holy shit, where is this place? And I think out of nowhere, this stadium, it'd be like the size of the Aviva Stadium, brand new, right in the middle of all this, all these favelas that are all around. So I'm like, holy shit. What's a favela, sorry? Like the, you know, the, um, the like, slums. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, uh, and so I'm like, the guy wouldn't let me out of the car. He said, no, you can't get out of your car, your friends have to come to you. So I sent the guys a text. So the, the guys turned up, there was like six of them from the office. And uh, they were like, Big, big fans, you know, whatever. So I got there at about 7 o'clock. Because I like, get there at 7, game's at 7.45, so we might have like a beer beforehand, get the game, get home. So we arrive, anyway, the guys kind of go, right, let's go for a beer. And I'm just looking around, I go, where the fuck do you go for Like, there's nothing. There's this shiny new stadium, and then it's just slums. So the guy's like, oh, yeah, look, we'll go for a beer, go for a beer. So we walk into the favela, down this, like, little street, and, like, it's all, like, there's just people everywhere. Everyone is chanting, everyone is singing, there's fireworks going off. It's pissing rain. So we all go, and we stand in, like, a circle, and one of the guys... Uh, he goes, he just walks off. So we're standing there, it's like, whatever. So he comes back with like six little um, plastic cups and two cans of this beer, this like skull, this local fucking beer. Like it's like the, the, the ship beer. And I was like, okay. And he filled up with the two cans, he fills up everyone's cup, bar one person, and then that person left. Because it was so hot and it was pissing rain, they just keep a constant flow of the beer. So one person goes to the bar to buy these cans. Well, what, well I don't know. I don't know where they were getting them from. So he just disappear. So we drink away, and then he'd come back with, with another can, and one of the other guys. And would whoever go, didn't have one would go <laughs> with the their next, turn. The next person, and it, it was all divided up. So eventually, got to it. I said to the guys, like, "Can I go get this beer? I want to see where you're getting it from." And the guys like, "Oh yeah, fucking fine. Let's see. Can you go?" So it was like literally down this little street into this guy's like front. I suppose like his front you can really call it a room because there's no front of the house and he's just there with a big fridge of beer and just like thousands of people and he's just like selling like one can at a time just out to the thing and we'd come back and the guy's like you fill your can you throw the can on the ground and there's all these kids like scraping around like picking up the cans because they were collecting it for recycling money oh and it was just, uh, but I mean like the filth and the squ- like poverty like you would n- never see like I mean I know people talk about like poverty here and like you know and stuff like that but like just like not, not ever seen so I said to the guys like just guess about half seven I was kind of going oh so like we'd want to be kicking on to the game and the guys going oh no 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 like this is this is South America the game's at 10 like 10 p.m. I was like what the fuck I'm like yeah it's too hot you can't play in this weather so I was like holy shit so I was pissing rain we're drinking these cans of shit beer in the favelas people fucking running around everywhere and next thing like the police arrive and like just like everyone seems to be singing this one chant song 
there'd be like three people beside me, maybe a guy hanging on a fence, maybe 25 people over there, like crowds of people walking past and everyone is just, and it builds up into this crescendo, which is kind of like, I think the last three, or the last few words are like, International Vitamanaku, which is the team from the opposite side of the city. I think it means like, International, go fuck yourselves. Uh, <laughs> but it's just on a constant loop. <laughs> two and a half hours and I was like so we're getting close to the game close to the game I was like holy shit and next thing en masse everyone just moved and we just went to the stadium and the stadium had this huge ramp so we were on the upper deck and just like hundreds of us just all and everyone's kind of bouncing along and singing this song singing this song and all I can see in front of us was these soldiers with guns and everyone got patted down but it was just I didn't even remember how they fucking worked out that we had tickets because everyone just kind of went bouncing up bouncing up bouncing up and then into these security cords everyone got like patted down and out the other side and we continued up this huge ramp and then into the stadium and then the game lasted for two hours and they never stopped singing the songs were pumped through constantly 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 the one like three nil or something like that and then all the way back out again and I was like I got one of the guys dropped me back to my hotel afterwards and it was just the maddest fucking thing that's actually like the, the I don't know was it scary because the way you painted like sounds really cool like I'm like god I actually think I would like it, love to do that it was it was really cool because I was there with the guys I could see how it would be a bit if you were on your own or, I mean the most important thing was just the poverty like especially yeah. when I was leaving it stopped raining and we had to for one of the guys was parked I had to walk down um, like through some streets and you just see the conditions like some kids were, were sleeping in or like just like, oh, people yeah. under fucking like like basically people living in trash and so the guys are telling me like the favela was huge like you'd have like some of the favelas in, in Brazil like the one in, in Sao Paulo where there's like I don't know hundreds of thousands of people living wow. but they the thing about it is and they did it they did it for the Olympic Games and they did it for um, uh, the World Cup and they did it in, in Port Alegre they'll just go down to these areas and just level it and build a stadium and they don't give like, these people are like at the very bottom of society just clean them all out fuck them don't care and uh-huh. they just build these like this stadium was so shiny and so new right beside I mean there was a street and then the favela just started and it just went off into the distance I couldn't see the end of it yeah I once had to travel to Ethiopia for work and because I was working as a journalist the way it worked was they'd like drive you through all the slums to like a really fancy restaurant where they'd wine you and dine you because you were reviewing their hotel and then or like it, it wasn't that you were viewing the hotel I guess but it was like the whole overall trip kind of thing so yeah. they'd, they'd wine you and dine you and then you'd, you'd be staying in a nice hotel but like yeah you'd walk outside the door and it would be like two different worlds oh, it was I... really disconcerting yeah, yeah like it was really like and I remember one point we were in a fancy restaurant but it was like a, up in the air and like you're looking out down at like just yeah. like slums everywhere and you're going this literally is in your ivory tower awful like yeah I hate this like yeah it was really weird yeah like I mean it was weird going to work in the morning because when I mean, you drive down the road there's people like asleep on the side of the street but where our hotel was it was like I think it was like a Sheraton or one of those type of hotels like all the wealthy people hung out there there's a restaurant there and there's like a street straight down where all these bars were I was like, there was an Irish pub on the fucking street and like <laughs> an English pub, well. and then like and then like uh, the restaurants. But when you go out at night, didn't matter what night of the week it was, you go out, you go across for for a beer, like a book, whatever. And it was like it was like a block, and all around people would just drive around in a circle until they got a car parking space outside one of the the bars. But like everyone was driving like Range Rovers and Ferraris and Porsches. So there's this huge queue of these cars. You're sitting there going, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and then you step out and you look right and you can see like down the bottom of the hill there's a park and like all these people were just sleeping in the park. But like 
all these rich people like lived here like I presume they, they dispersed out to wherever the fuck the suburbs were where all the, the wealthy people lived but yeah they'd come in and they'd just hang out in this one street like you went to the bars and everyone was beautiful and everyone was like rich and like you know all that kind of stuff it's just really yeah it was a weird a, a weird kind of experience like, see the separation yeah, yeah it was just other, I, I, yeah. it didn't seem to be a whole lot in between like the guys I worked with like were, were fine they were, they were normal guys but I was like I often talked to them about it kind of about how do you actually balance this kind of shit now funny enough a lot of the guys I worked with down there have all left to come to Europe to work because it was just yeah. like there's only so much that you could do you get yourself if you get yourself educated you can't manage to speak English you try to get the fuck out of there as quick as possible seem to be the seem to be the MO yeah, yeah the MO of people so <clears throat> Does, I really want to go to South America it's one of the places on my list I really want to see yeah I, I, mean, I never really I always thought if I went to South America I'd go to like Rio <laughs> Yeah, Cabana <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, and like that's what I, yeah, I remember reading that because that's what I did for the World Cup. Is really like any like around the Cabana like for one square kilometre of us where the tourists were allowed to hang out, and like everybody was already fucked out of that area, and it was all painted and made Brazil look amazing. But it's tough. Like it's it's a tough country. It's a tough kind of place to to grow up or whatever. I think Forbes did like the world's most dangerous cities recently. It's like a th- top thirty most dangerous city. It's on fourteen of them are in Brazil. Oh Jesus! And twenty-two of them in South America. Oh like a, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of poverty, a lot of crime, a lot of corruption. Um, yeah. So it's been uh, it's been weird, but uh, yeah, that's sucked the life right out of the, the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that. Like since I've known you, you've travelled to Australia a couple of times, and you broke a phone one, one year. Time I know you according to Facebook. Well, one year we're Facebook friends. Like I probably knew you for a day before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, give, let's, give it a, let's give it a year and a week now. <laughs> Uh, yes, I have just uh, I got to spend some time in in Sydney this year, um, and which is pretty cool. There are there are worse places to have to go to work. Um, when I was down there, there was an incident, uh, and there's been a lot of there's been a lot of lies spread around how this incident happened. So now is my chance. Okay. This is the Neil Hewlett version of how <laughs> I broke my foot in Australia. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, so you're going to put to rest all the rumours all the rumours yeah that's, they, <laughs> a lot of people kind of got oh, I fell off a bar stool or I fell off the end of a pier while drinking all this kind of stuff it's all not true I arrived in it was kind of a pisser because I was down there for six weeks in total um, and on my fourth day so I arrived um, and of course with the jet lag and all that I was up at five o'clock in the morning every morning so I was there like you know, for people who don't know, myself and Claire play a lot of tag rugby together. Yeah. So at the time, the uh, the tr- the uh, the regionals were on. So actually, I was down for three weeks. I was home for a week, and in that week, the regionals were being played. Yeah. And then I was going back. So I was like, the first two weeks, gonna be really good. I'm gonna look after myself. I'm gonna use jet lag positively. So I was getting up at five o'clock in the morning, go for a gym, or go to the gym because the gym we were staying in this apartment block go to the gym or go for a swim. So I was going down onto, like yeah. we lived just off off, off, um, off Manly Beach. So I was going for a swim in the morning. So Saturday morning, I went, Sunday morning, perfect. Monday morning, Doug went, did the gym, went to work. Tuesday, yeah, because I happened on Wednesday. So the Tuesday, <laughs> the same. And I was like feeling really good, all positive. That's actually what I was doing. So the Tuesday night, we went there for dinner. I had a couple of beers or whatever. Uh, so woke up the, the Wednesday morning, I was like, oh no, 
got to go to the gym right because this is my first I'm having a few beers and I have four and I want, I want to keep myself right so I get down it's 7 o'clock in the morning uh, I get down to the gym and it had like it was, it was it was small right so it had like a few weight machines a few weight free rates it had like a bike a rowing machine and a cross trainer are they called cross trainers one of the steps yeah I yeah, think so the your arms are going and your legs are yeah. going I think so yeah <laughs> So I was kind of going there, I was feeling a bit ropey, and I'd actually never been on a cross training before. I just, I was just looking at it, kind of going, fuck it, I'm going to give this thing a go, right? This is, so. Now we're done. There was no one there. There was like, it was like one of those places where you, like, it, it opened at 7 a.m., and, um, you just kind of went in and you just, you just did, did your own thing, right? Uh, so I get up on the cross trainer, and I kind of moved, I had like, I kind of got I was a bit arsy trying to get it to fucking move or whatever and but there was like weights on the back of it so once it got moving it stayed moving so I was like okay grand and my arms were kind of I was, it just was a bit awkward for me so I was like oh fuck but then it started to speed up and I was like and I fucked this load of down and then I got a cramp in my just above my Achilles and my, in my calf I was like oh fuck and I just I just wasn't thinking and I lifted my foot off the pedal and um, because my left foot was still on its pedal and the weights were moving, the whole thing swung around and it caught the back of my heel and it was like a support column, a steel column, and it drove my foot into this steel column and it was like if you got sorry for people who are queasy, it's like if you got like a packet of crisps and went <laughs> that was the sound it made. <laughs> And I just, I just jumped off it, and my my initial thought was, "Fuck!" And for six weeks, I had so much planned, and I had so much shit planned. So I hit the floor. I was the only one in the gym, and I was just like panicking. I was like, "I can't believe this is after happening." And I was, and like, was it like agony right there at that oh, minute? Like instant agony, and then just oh. panic. So, um, but there was no one there. So, and whatever way, I had my my phone went one way, I went the other way. So I dragged myself across the floor, set up on the, the weight benches and like drank some water and I was like what the fuck am I going to do now so I texted my boss and I just said I'm in the gym I think I broke my foot and then I just left it at that and uh, I just sat there so I put the towel over my head and like I just looked across and I was like my headphones were there my fucking bottle of water was there my runner and sock were over there and I was just sitting there I was just like this is pain so I just put the towel over my head said nothing and next thing this dude comes in and he gets up on the treadmill and he's kind of just jogging away and he just and he's kind of looking at me kind of going what the fuck is is going on with this dude uh and he just kind of stops making your phones out and he's like uh, are you okay so i explained to him what he what was after happening he's like oh for fuck's sake then my boss arrives he got his text message he arrived and he's like oh, i'll go get some ice i'll go so he goes down to the front desk and like everyone who worked in the fucking place just turned up and all the lawyers would say as well <laughs> they're just kind of going oh shit i remember i just remember the woman saying like something really weird she just kind of goes oh okay we need to get him to the hospital i'll go to lost and found and see if we have a wheelchair <laughs> i just started laughing i was like Lose the wheelchair. I was like, would you not have noticed that? <laughs> so she looked up. That's really I think she wanted. I think she just wanted an excuse to ring her lawyer. So she left, and uh, she came back, and they, they eventually got me into into a car and up to the to the local hospital. And uh, yeah, I just like, but it was just this this constant thing in my head. So I had because we were working on this project I took the rest of that day off and then I had to go back to work the next day Ugh. and 
so that, that was finally I couldn't do anything so I could I could move from the car to my apartment to the office I couldn't even go for a fucking walk it was go for dinner it was like a pain in the ass so it's like the three weeks end I have to fly back to, to Dublin so I said to uh, actually when I was in the hospital I was talking to the, the doctor and I was like I'd just taken the piss right so we, we fly over um, uh, economy class so I just said to him it's kind of going probably probably need to keep this foot elevated you know <laughs> going home in three weeks <laughs> And he just kind of goes, I'll see you back with a letter. So I was like, oh, grand. So I had to say to my boss, I was like, oh, you know, medical medical emergency and all the rest of it. So I got to fly business class from Australia back to Ireland. So that was great. So that was, so I got to fly and, and it was Emirates, right? So it was, uh, Emirates should pay me for this, right? Do I guess we get cash off Emirates for this? It was actually, it was amazing, right? So, you know, so I fly back business class. So I'm only home for, I, I flew home for a wedding in what was originally going to be the, uh, the, the trials, yeah. the regional. So I couldn't do that. And then I had to fly back down. So got I got the upgrade for, for both because we're so close together. So on the way back down, I fly Dublin to um, Dubai business class again, and then we're flying on to uh, flying on to to Sydney. And next thing, name comes over to PA is like, oh, little land, please come to the to the boarding gate, up to the boarding gate, and I got upgrade the first class. <laughs> So I'm thinking about these fucking ads, these first class ads, like Jennifer Aniston kind of thing. It yeah. doesn't look like that at all. Like, I mean, it's completely and utterly over the top and absolutely unnecessary. <laughs> but I made the most of it. But I did that thing where it was kind of going, I didn't want people to know that I shouldn't have been there. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So trying to act. Yeah, I go, oh, cool. So yeah. I'm, I'm, brought to my, I'm brought to my seat. So it's one of those right. ones with the doors. Right. And, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, so it's kind of, and she goes, oh, and, and you know, and I was like, of course I know. <laughs> Like an hour trying to work all the shit. Like, <laughs> like the fridge was like inside, like this this cabinet. So you had to push a button, and it all came open. And I was like shit everywhere. But she gave me this bag, so she gave me pajamas in this like bag. But the bag was like completely oversized. It was fucking huge. It was like a, a Tesco shopping bag, like one of those those new ones. Yep. And I was kind of going, that's a bit much for the silk pajamas. But I thought nothing of it. Like, I didn't wear the pajamas. Like the whole thing is like because I went to bed. Like it's basically a cinema screen. It was it was, it was actually a bit ridiculous. The best part of it was I got to have a shower. So they had like That's a full bathroom, I had a shower and a whole lot. Uh, I drank uh, just whiskey all the time. So it's like I was, I was living the absolute dream. So I met one of the guys when I was down there who had flown, he had got a business class flight, we had to fly like late notice or whatever. So I was going to kind of go on and he'd been upgraded on his flight and he'd got first class. And uh, so I rang and was kind of going, not going to believe this, I got the first class. And he goes, did she give you the bag? And I was like, yeah, what the fuck is all that about? And she goes, what did she say to you? Or what did you say to her when she said, have you been there before? I was like, of course I've been here before. And he goes, I, he just goes, I fucking robbed everything. The bag is to steal all the stuff from first class. Because it's all like, they've got like bouquets of flowers, like little baskets of fucking fruit. And like, there's a little, they have a thing, there's a little shelf that comes out and it's got like, it's a letter writing kit. I'm like, who the fuck writes a letter on an airplane? <laughs> like, who are you writing to? That's true. <laughs> but he's just like, oh no, you take it all, take it all. He goes, did you keep the pyjamas? And I was like, no, I didn't keep the pyjamas because they're amazing. I, okay, so he's like, I sleep in them every night. <laughs> like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know, if you didn't try to fucking play it so cool, it would have been, uh, it would have been awesome. So, um, so she actually said to him, she was like, you can take stuff. Oh yeah, she's like, dump all the shit into the fucking bag. That's what it's for. Like everybody, like I, 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 I don't think anyone actually... They obviously refreshed loads of stuff, though. Yeah, well, I'd say people just steal it anyway. So you're flying first class, you might have, instead of filling your pockets, I suppose. <laughs> but I actually left... Not only did I not steal everything, I left my charger for my phone and my sunglasses and something else on the flight. That's the, oh. the power of whiskey. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, it, it, was really, it was really weird. But, I mean, 
I can't imagine people actually pay like it's like twenty thousand dollars or whatever to fly. Yeah, it is actually. And I'm kind of going. I think because when I was actually called up, there was there was six people <laughs> called up, and I was kind of going. But I suppose they were moving people all, all around the plane. But I was kind of going, who pays? Maybe they do. Because like business class was amazing, but first class was just it was just that bit over the top. Like Ridiculous. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think if I had the money. I'd probably just spend on something else. <laughs> yeah, I think like, you know the way they say rich people stay rich by not spending their money? That seems the opposite. See, yeah, well, probably. Yeah, well, <laughs> I paid 20,000 when I could only pay 1,500 flight economy. I haven't been to Dubai and seen the ridiculousness of like their airport where they're selling diamonds in the middle of the fucking concourse like it's <laughs> okay. like it's some sort of class or whatever and you're kind of going, maybe people do fly to Dubai <laughs> and then kind of go, actually, I must get myself one of those first class flights back. I don't know. <laughs> what the drug dealers the money I think I spent on something <laughs> I don't think there's any drug dealers on my side <laughs> yeah they're all private jet people aren't they yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah so um, have you any more stories from your travels around the world where have uh, you been Sydney San Fran Brazil I've been, st- I've been states into Brazil I've been all around Europe been to Australia um, I had the funniest one uh, actually it was the first the first trip I got to do uh, with a company we were um, we were we were setting up an operation here in Dublin and we were buying another company as part of it yeah and the other company was based down in like Blackrock or Dunleary or somewhere so the weekend that we actually bought this other company like all the information all the files everything had to be transferred over to like either time transfer so Everyone who's working in the company had like, you know, all their individual actions to do that weekend. But um, the bosses were worried, oh shit, suppose something happens with the transfer. We've got to get someone to go and pick them up, like physically pick up like all the drives and stuff like that. So I didn't really have, a, I was working on a, on a different kind of project. So they three, like our, our, our head of finance, the, the head man overall, and the head of IT called me into a room and they're kind of going, look, I know it's short notice, uh, but if anything happens this weekend, we need someone to go and pick up the, f- the files. And I'm like, I don't do that. I'm like, oh, are you, sh- are you sure? Like, you don't, do you need to, like, oh, I was like, no, 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 guys, like, I knew we were going live this weekend. Like, this is, but they stayed kind of going on about it. And I was like, guys, I tried to fucking deliver you. Like, am I the only person that's fucking patching around here or whatever? And then one of them said something that kind of, it really should have been a fucking red flag to me, but I kind of completely missed. And I went back to my desk, and the girl I was working seems like, what was all that about? And I was like, oh, they said, like, if the, tra- if the, the, the files don't transfer the weekend, like, I'd try down to fucking Black Rock and pick them up. Like, it was a bit, bit of a drama way to ask me, whatever. And I seen the boss's PA comes over, and she kind of goes, eh, do, you have your, uh, do you have your passport on you? And I was like, has Donnery moved, like, since last time? <laughs> The following morning, I was on a flight to New York because that's where the headquarters were. I had to go to the oh so 12 hours later, I had to go. So I left the office, went to the fucking airport to get a flight to like New York to go out into the middle of fucking, I don't know, New Jersey somewhere to pick up these fucking files. I thought I was just taking a little stroll, like a fucking 10 kilometer fucking drive into Dublin City. And I ended up the other side of the fucking world. <laughs> but yeah, oh I was like, God. but that's why they were so shocked. I was like, oh yeah, fuck it, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I don't need to don't even tell anyone or get organized. I'll just, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, so oh. I'm not big at asking questions. I'm more, uh, more of a snap, snap, snap decision type yeah. person. <laughs> you, you disagree? You yeah, like, yeah. Fuck it. I just want to impress people or whatever. Just kind of go. Look at my availability. Look what I do for the company. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Uh, so, and did you have your daughter at that point? Uh, I didn't at the start. No, so she's uh, a little over three now. So, yeah, so you didn't. Uh, at least you didn't have yeah, to I mean, yeah, find, was, find a babysitter. Yeah, no, I didn't have a babysitter for that one. I suddenly have to apply to New York. Uh, but it was, yeah, it did seem a bit ridiculous. But it was kind of like, you know, you have to you kind of, you know, ring my mum, kind of going, oh, I just have to nip off to New York in the morning, you know. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> I'd say on your bed, like, what an asshole. Yeah, what, a, you know, what an asshole dick. Just kind of, yeah, just, just, just drop, casually drop. We'll make tag this evening in New York. <laughs> That'll be the best excuse you could ever get. He texts me, I'm not going to make Saturday tag. I'm yeah, just no, I just, you know, I just York. have it just, 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 just chilling, chilling with the big apple or whatever. Uh, yeah, so, like, it's not too bad. Like, I mean, you, you kind of, after a while with travel work, like, it becomes living out of hotels, right? Yeah. So there's a certain amount of, like, when I first start going, like, first start traveling, like, I've traveled with all the companies I've kind of worked for. Um, but it could be anything from, like, fucking Derry, Belfast, to fucking Sydney but after a while it all just starts to blend in like you kind of miss shit at home you live in hotels you eat shit food you drink too much beer you yeah. fucking watch too much fucking TV yeah. and it just goes a bit of a pain in the ass after a while but like I mean it, it's kind of cool to kind of get out and see the world on yeah. the company dollar right I mean like can't yeah. fucking can't I really yeah I really like it when it's like uh, sort of a few and far between but if it becomes too regular then I'm like oh I just want to be at home yeah 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 yeah, yeah sometimes <laughs> you just want to fucking flake in your couch and yeah yeah, yeah. but uh Oh, like it's fucking, I'm not going to fucking moan about it. I mean, just we were trying to organise, um, for Fax YouTube channel, we were trying to organise a trip and uh, just the organisation involved when you have a number of people. Oh, yeah. Is Cause, yeah, because you've been, you travel a bit, like you were in Amsterdam last year. And yeah, I've, I've gone a bit on my, what's on my own back for YouTube stuff. Um, So I went to Amsterdam on my own back. Um, I did go to San Francisco with YouTube before and it was absolutely brilliant. No, it's, it's yeah, fantastic. I really like San Francisco. Like, it's really weird, like it's like a different world the way the companies are set up over there. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. They're all so like, it was because it's California, you know, like, amen. And everything being free in the office and all that. Yeah. See, I, like, I work for like, like, like a, a big company, like a more established company, but a lot of these new companies like, like YouTube or like the, the, like the, the guys I was going over there to visit, like everything was like free, like all your, your, your coffee or your oh, drinks, yeah, I your know what sweets you mean. Yeah, everywhere, yeah. like food everywhere. And I, did, I actually did pass comment and they were just saying like, the competition is so... Like in those kind of that they win you with the perks. Yeah, they're just yeah, like yeah. it's got to be all about the fucking perks. So you just go mad and yeah. boredom. And Google in particular, are really good for that. Like, yeah, there was like vending machines, but like free. Yeah, 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 loads. So when I walk in up, up the street, these places, you kind of go, it's like fucking walking into like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I've been working for a week and I have diabetes. I just like need to control myself. <laughs> When I was in San Francisco with uh, YouTube, actually, we were over there for a conference and then. Uh, the contributor summit and then we were like staying YouTube had paid for like the hotel and the uh, our food and all that stuff so and well they provided the food in the hotel but um so for the first three days I didn't have to spend a cent of my own money and then I had warned my bank that I was there <laughs> You have to warn your bank that your money's going to go. Yeah. But I'd warned them I was going to San Francisco. You just your bank. Is that what you just did? Like, just like... Um, but then, so the, I had two days left. So I, I left the hotel that YouTube, because I stayed next to night and a, a half a day. But I, I left the hotel that YouTube were paying for to go to back to my own 
I had booked into a hostel for the night. I had to pay for it because I'm cheap. And, and I arrived and I got food or something. I paid for something with my card. And then I got to the hostel and tried to pay for the hostel and my card yeah, wouldn't work. Yeah, stop stopping it. Yeah. And then so I was ringing them and I eventually got through to them and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, I warned you I'd be in San Francisco. And he was like, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't know how that happened. Um, it's unblocked there again. And I was like, perfect. I was like, tomorrow morning, I am going out to buy lots of stuff because I had an order from himself like get going to American Eagle buy me this 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 and this and I was like I'm going to be spending about 400 quid tomorrow like between what I'm getting what the money he's giving me to get stuff so I was like so and I actually listed all the shops I had that I was going to go to I was like so tomorrow morning I'm going to get up there I'm going to go to American Eagle I'm going to spend this much money then I'm going to go to this place and I was like so do not block my card again okay and he was like yeah no absolutely I have a noted on your account that you are in San Francisco it is you using your card and you're on a big shopping spree tomorrow so <laughs> it is you and I was like great so I got up the next morning and I went and I went to American Eagle and some other shop afterwards and I spent whatever money I was spending and then I was like oh I'm done now uh, back to the hostel pick up my bags went to go out the front door um, got as far as it tr- like where the train thingamajig was and I tried to buy a ticket to go to the fucking airport and like because he had specifically said to me he wouldn't cancel again I didn't think to get cash out oh, and I was, so I was like and I was like Arr. I was like oh fuck and I had no way to get to the airport and like the other guys had all gone because I had stayed an extra day and like I was like oh my god I'm lost in San Francisco I can't get to the airport I have no money and my car's, my only car is not working how do you have it? Um, but I eventually got so I like sat outside a Starbucks to use their Wi-Fi so I, <laughs> that I could, could try and get in touch with so you immediately descended into crime my bank. immediately since you were out of cash like a minute later <laughs> and I eventually got through um, to back to my what was it AB to my bank anyway and uh, then when I eventually got through to them he was like there's something wrong with your card and I was like no there isn't you keep blocking it so uh, apologies about that the camera died because it was like I've had enough of this story so I'll finish my story and then we'll finish up where was I? You oh were, yeah you were stealing you were stealing Wi-Fi from, from so he the, was like your man on the phone was like yeah I don't know what's wrong with it and I was like you keep blocking it and uh, he was like oh no it's not us it was and um he was like I tell you what I've uh, lifted the block on it for cashback for the swipe he was like there must be something wrong with your chip and I was like okay so he's like it's only going to work for swipe cashback so go in and get cashback but America doesn't do cashback yeah yeah that's not a thing so I was in there which I didn't know and I was in there going can I get cashback and they were like what what's that <laughs> I was like like where I buy something and you give me money back and they were like what it's a very weird thing to explain to people who've never heard of it. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, so I buy like, something, I buy and, you something give me cash. and then and then I say how much cash I want, and you give it back to me. <laughs> She's like, like money laundering. They're like, fuck it, what the fuck? She's like, no, don't do that. So what actually happened, ended up happening was there was a woman, and I started crying in front of her in the shop, with ball away. I started crying, and eventually she was like, okay, I will tell you what, I'll let you buy. Like here, buy this ball of fake tan, and I'll just refund you in cash. So I had to buy it. <laughs> with the with the swipe thing and then she refunded me in cash and then that got me to the airport and got me home then and that was the part of your like total mistrust of banks yeah I changed bank after that <laughs> 
Don't talk to me about how much I hate banks. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast, Neil. Uh, thank you for having me. Remind everyone where to find you on the internet, please. You, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at your Hooliness. And the links will be down in the description. Uh, check out our Patreon. Check out us on YouTube and SoundCloud. And yeah, cool. see you next week. Thank you very much.